When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles, and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Welcome to Thursday's Terrace Podcast, the Scottish Football Podcast that comes with a reminder that Scottish Football Twitter comes with a health warning. As it's Thursday, you're joining, for, joining us for a Terrace Podcast part of pod, which hopefully will provide us a gentle break from the claim and counterclaims currently running wild across social media. We're in Glasgow's lovely south side this evening, I'm Graham Phyllis and I'm joined by Heart of Midlothian enthusiast Robert Bothwick. Hello. Hello Robert. And rounding off our terrific trio, I'm also joined by Wraith Rovers. Enthusiast, yeah, <laughs> too strong a word. Yeah. Andy, Hi, yeah. Hello, Andy. How are we doing? Uh, we've actually got some new stuff this week to do um, because we thought that, yeah, talking about football seemed a bit of a drag just now. Mm. What's the point there? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to kick off the, the the show with what's actually a brand new segment, which we're <laughs> going to call Hotties or Notties. <laughs> just hot or not, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's essentially just hot or not, but hot. Yeah. Hotties or noties sounded an awful lot funnier. Um, so essentially, we're going to pick things within Scottish football or also out with Scottish football. I'm not really too bothered, to be honest. Um, things that we consider to be hot or things that we consider to be very much not. Um, essentially, like the barbershop episode of The Simpsons. So, yeah, thanks for that, Matt Groening, once again. Uh, does somebody want to kick us off with something that is hot? Yes, um, I would like to uh, pinpoint Hibernian's social media game this week. <laughs> um, they started off with the, uh, the, the vape partner announcement, <laughs> um, which it, it's just always gone down so well. Obviously, Celtic and Rangers have their own vape partners, um, and <laughs> Hamilton Ackes obviously have theirs. Theirs is a very specific vape yeah, partner. Yeah, a very specific type of vape. Um, so I really enjoyed that, but I think my favourite thing was the Rangers fan uh, that tweeted them uh, saying, who cares? To, to one of the stories um, to which the, the Hibs social media uh, person responded, there's always the unfollow follow button. <laughs> I just thought that was tremendous. I was like, no, it's dad patter, but it's good. Yes. At the same time, because you just clapped them, it's done. Mm. Like, there is a, a real need for, for Scottish football Twitter accounts to return some clamping from time yeah, to time. You've got to bring the spice because once you control the spice, you control the universe, which is, <laughs> which, which is an important Isn't thing. They always say. <laughs> Famous phrase says, uh, once you control the space, you control the universe. Right, sure, was that in uh, Flash Gordon? June. 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 <laughs> was it in Spice 
difficult. I mean, there's only chance it was also in Space World. Um, but yeah, once you control the space, you control the universe. Which is absolutely fine. So yeah, I hope Maybe you found the title for uh, this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> Within two and a half minutes. But yeah, really, more Scottish football Twitter accounts need to start clapping back. Yes. Um, I did enjoy the other day that in response to National Pet Day, uh, <laughs> posted a picture of Baxter the Brady. <laughs> and when asked if Baxter was a pet, he came back saying, nah, he's not actually. To which some other Scottish football fan had replied saying, it's not a Brady, it's not a pet, it's a Brady. Here's a pet and just posted a picture of his dog. <laughs> so, really, so, I mean, so it, yeah. it's not all to include on Scottish no, football. No. Like, all of this just appeared and none of it made any sense whatsoever. No. Uh, it was a case of, I, I, don't, I don't know, I mean, Baxter could be a pet, I suppose. You could have a pet Brady, particularly if you... <laughs> If you're gonna have a pet rock, then you could absolutely have a pet Brady as well. Surely no. Well, yeah, after Derek, I'm taking the Brady rock. <laughs> Derek, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you need to be having? I, I just it was a long walk, and I just got a bit peckish, so I'm sure it will grow back. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you need to be sentient to be a pet? I guess that's the that's the question. Well, you get pet rocks. Ah, uh, yeah, I suppose you do. I yeah. suppose it, any pet doesn't realise that it's a pet. No. Yeah, it just realises the world around about it. I mean, yeah. the, the, I mean the, the meaning of pet is given to it by its owner. Yeah. So, really, I mean, a fridge could be a pet. <laughs> That's a pet. Yeah. That's what you have to say. I mean, it's true. Essentially, if a mascot could be a boiler, then a fridge could be a pet, yeah. surely. Because a West Brom have a boiler mascot, so surely a fridge could be a pet or a boiler could be a pet. Ah. Yeah, this is going. Can, can I direct you in the attention? Uh, I think it's crap. Nineties football, the Twitter account. Have yes. you seen it? Yeah. Uh, either today or yesterday, it was running through a series of the worst ever nineties uh, mascots, and there are some absolute belt. I'll show you them later on, but there are some absolute <laughs> belters on there. I mean, literally stitched together with barely a thread. One of my favourite ever uh, was found. I don't, I don't know who found it or where, um, but it was Hearts mascot from the eighties. One that was, wasn't modelled on some random's dog. No, no, better than that. Um, it was when Marshall's Chunky Chicken Factory was still very much a thing. Um, and there's, there's a guy. Sorry, I'm just yeah. Uh, yeah, you really have to go on. I, I'm currently showing them a picture of a seagull, uh, Scarborough, Sammy the Seagull of Scarborough, dressed in a Scarborough top. It looks like. The seagulls were in a nappy, and you would call that probably high heels, wouldn't you, as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely high, we'll we'll, we'll and, make sure we, we share this a, link yeah. with the show as well. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's in a boxing ring for some reason. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I found mine now. So, there's Marshall's Chunky Chicken. Yeah. It's, it's quite a tall man uh, wearing, a chicken, <laughs> wearing a chicken outfit. <laughs> it's the most sinister, terrifying looking chicken I've ever seen. <laughs> That's like a baddie in a Marvel film. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine, it'll haunt your dreams. Um, but aye, uh, that, that guy. Was this on a black My favourite thing is the fact that um, it's not got any uh, mittens or gloves on it, and he's wearing soggy rings. So he's actually, he's actually terrifying. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't call him a pet. He's an absolutely hardcore, hardcore chicken. Basically, I and we'll make sure that we'll we'll, we'll tweet the pictures. Um, yeah, they're, they're going with the show description because yeah. all the yeah, so that we can all enjoy the fun that that is yeah, the terrifying, true. terrifying chicken men. Uh, yeah, uh, Andy, uh, mine's just far too serious now. I've really gone too serious. Um, well, do you want me to mind it? Yeah, go for it. No way, serious. So, bear in mind uh, what my face is and, and my vision situation. Uh, I feel it's important to bring it up before I skip on to the next bit, <laughs> which is that. I'm really excited about it that apparently uh, bullying folk for being specky is back. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially bullying folk for being specky is hot yeah. and I'm really excited about it. Because <laughs> it's like, see when Mother, when mother will go to Tynecastle and spend about 10 minutes just chanting specky at Craig Levine, <laughs> it's just the funniest thing in the world. Like There's, there's nothing funnier than just, like, at, at a time when there's a lot of things happening in Scottish football, mm. just shouting specky at somebody is really, really funny. But we saw it obviously... With that St Mirren player that looked at like a darts player. Aye, Brad yeah. Lyons. Brad Lyons. Aye. So he was wearing glasses and essentially got powered for about three days <laughs> for being specky. Like, it's just nothing more than that. Nobody's. No, I had to look on Y Scout because I'm a weirdo. Normal people looked at him and went, he's specky. <laughs> and then following on from that last week uh, when that 
Jordy Valencia fan yeah. who arrived in Glasgow and did his welcome video Aye. Valencia deleted it because yeah. he was again just getting absolutely <laughs> hounded for being specky and I'm so excited that hounding people for being specky is back I, I feel really bad for the Valencia guy though like, was, I feel bad actually it was it was so mean mm. like he's just he's just a guy <laughs> who likes Valencia like, I think Valencia were, uh, I saw the, the Twitter account were trying to find him I think so whether they were going to try and make it up make to him up, somebody, uh, yeah. get him some LASIK yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah find him he's <laughs> 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 back <laughs> I told you it was back and it is back immediately it's back do you know what right <laughs> Do you, in the interest of full disclosure, I suggested this whole section just so I could bring up the fact that bullying folk for being specky is back, and I'm really excited that we managed to get it in here. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, good. I love it. I love yeah. it. Smashing. So, Andy, now that we're through things that are slightly less serious, what, what have you uh, brought for your hotties? I've gone with foreign refs. Oh, it's, uh, I, that's why it's kind of one of those ones I wish I'd thought of something a bit more fun we're now going to have to have a serious discussion about it it's absolutely no chance but um, the, I know I was just going to say in terms of foreign refs the I'm all up for foreign refs if we can get the most random countries I, I would like to almost have like a kind of competition to see the furthest possible Place the lowest down the ladder we can get of a referee that's going to be competent. You're essentially looking for Euro ref here. Yeah. Like yeah, Eurovision, yeah. but for yeah, referees. Absolutely. So yeah. for some reason, we'll have some Australian referees, yeah. obviously, in the yeah. well, yeah. Um, which will make no sense, and everyone will tweet about it incessantly about it, about how Australia's not yeah. in Europe because nobody knew that. For the record, Azerbaijan also not in Europe, but that's no. just my gripe on that particular. It's not in Europe. No. It's just not. It's way, it's way too far. Yeah. It's Asia. Yeah. 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 Way, way too far east. Nonsense. Um, but I'm fully. I, I reckon the Europe, like refs from overseas, I reckon there's some great value in yeah. there. Particularly again, if they're specky. <laughs> I want to see how how far down the ladder you can get before somebody actually criticises them. I was looking back at the one where we last got in people from Luxembourg and Israel and Malta. Those notoriously black legs because they broke a strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> scabs. <laughs> yes, uh, and the. Uh, one of the, the ref, the Luxembourg ref, that was in charge of the Celtic Cali game, apparently gave denied Celtic a, a penalty. Bring him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will, of course, remember what the Luxembourg national anthem is. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, good. Eh? Yeah. Oh, they should really introduce that before the game. So, <laughs> national anthem of the, the referee. Please stand there. Why not? possible ref before like a, a Rangers or a Celtic manager whoever it is starts to complain about the decisions in the same way that they're complaining about the Scottish refs but interesting to see how because looking back at that article nobody complained about the clear penalty that Celtic were denied that day the Lennon apparently didn't bring it up uh, and then Celtic lost the league by one point so uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of really hoping like, they can just keep pushing it you know like kind of stretch Armstrong see how Aye. far they can stretch it before it snaps and somebody goes I can't handle it anymore I've got to criticise it it's just uh, they're not, in, a, in a vaguely serious point on this the idea of getting guys in from with all due respect to the, the Welsh League they play in front of like a dozen folk yeah. and a couple of dogs well if, if the referees are anything like their football players they're not going to be a great standard are they but so yeah I, good luck with that yeah <laughs> I, I offer anyone seeking to have a overseas referee I would welcome them with open arms and I think we should try and get them on the podcast yeah Is so if they're arriving on a Thursday we'll go and pick them up at the airport just as an offer an open offer yeah. to any referee coming in if you'd like to come in and have a chat with us about Scottish football so you've got a, a basis of knowledge before mm. you go out and referee, um, we'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, probably we'll tell you anything useful is up for debate. But yeah. I, I, I imagine they, I'd love it if they brought ones in that couldn't speak any English. 
Like they got in guys who were just totally had never been outside their own country, no interest. They never bothered the English. They never refereed. The Claude and Elka School of refereeing. They just brought them in. Uh, they were speaking French the whole time. Nobody could understand them. It would be magic. And then they played their anthem at the start. And then at the end, imagine they also played them off at the end. How good did that be? I think you should do it. That's 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 an absolute dream world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's really made a made a scene out of it. So moving on for us, I think that's move on to yeah. our hotties. Moving on from our hotties, who are our noughties? Who 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 is not hot at the moment? Uh, Motherwell Football Club's pitch. Mm-hmm. So I everyone, see that. Uh, you can, you can. So everyone spoke about it when it was like, and it was a fantastic surface, but it's like a wee bit worse for wearing mm-hmm. it. Understandable. Well, it's been there for a couple of years. No one's talking about it though. No one's talking about it. I think because someone, we, someone brought up, someone said that's that's one, still one of the best pitches in Scotland. Is it? But I think it's because I remember remember how bad it used to be. Nah, I think folk are still got folks are going to that in their heads. The bar so low. Yeah, no, this this is it. The memory with Motherwell's pitch is so skewed. So. Every year, Motherwell's pitch is a case of, oh, Motherwell playing a bog. I mean, it's not been for about seven or eight years. Mm. For yeah, five of them, it's not yeah, yeah, So yeah. I reckon, what will it be in about eight years now, we'll finally get comment on it. So there's essentially like a, a real sort of radio delay. So you, know, you know, you're watching telly and the, the sound and the vision goes out. Yeah. The one for Firth Park is about eight years. Yeah. So eight years' time, they'll be like, so that pitch isn't looking as good as it has been, is it? <laughs> By this point, I, we've moved from we now play Ravens Craig, but it's really <laughs> the pitch glows in the dark and it, and, it, and it lights itself and grows it so itself. It's fine. It's grown arms and legs, literally, um, and that's fine. But uh, yeah, I, I reckon a, a good eight-year delay mm. before anyone makes any comment on it. So if you set your watches now, so this is not hot for eight years then. No, it's not. It's yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. I've nailed it then. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. It's not. Yeah, I've completed the bit. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Andy, what have you got? Mine's uh, the league is not hot. The league has gone from being really interesting to basically boring in the space of about seven days. Aye. Uh, I mean, there's always the chance that it could turn around, but... No, there's not. On, obviously, there's not yet. <laughs> Aye. Unless you're really interested about who finishes third and who finishes ni- uh, second bottom, then, yeah, there's still a bit of interest there, but Samirin are relegated, Celtic are champions, there you go. For all the chat we've had all season about, oh, this is such a close league, it's over by, we're not even out of February, and it's, it's basically over at 25 yeah. the table. So that would be the last week would essentially have been like the 17th of yeah. February or something along yeah. those lines, and it's done, yeah. finished, because, yeah, I feel like we'd be like, Samirin, surely not, there's no chance, no, no chance. You wouldn't think so. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
tough. Uh, <laughs> give us two dollars and it's yours. Yeah. Um, but there's not another centre forward of Rangers that would even consider striking that ball or taking that ball. And it was unless you're unless you're Kyle Lafferty against Celtic mm. for Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> at Tynecastle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, uh, that one really. So the rest of the goal, the rest of his goals were good goals, and he really took his chances. Yeah. Um, but that one in particular, just looking at it like fucking hell, mate. That's unbelievable mm. strike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah Jenner went out his way on Saturday as well to make it. Not blame Defoe for the fact that Rangers drew another blank, and but you can only kind of go so far with that because every time Manelis is back in the team, they bang in hundreds of goals. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Well, that was our new section, hotties or noties. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think that I should hold them to make fun of people. That are <laughs> I like the bit about pets, right? <laughs> um, so moving on from that, we're also going to discuss tonight. Um, as a tribute to Inverness Caledonians Thistle, incredible ability to draw football games. With 15 so far this season already, and, and have drawn their way to the quarterfinals of the Scottish mm-hmm. Cup. Um, what we thought we'd do is, is discuss our unsung heroes uh, within Scottish football, and that is uh, draws. So really good draws that we enjoy, like draws that we genuinely enjoy, draws that were like the proverbial victory, uh, things mm-hmm. you weren't really expecting, and ones you enjoyed. So yeah, somebody want to start us off with our favourite draws? Well. Obviously, six all. Yeah, I, we, we, we don't even need to talk about no, it. No, I, I, I completely yeah. wrote that off. Yeah. Yeah, six yeah. all has been done. Well. <clears throat> I, I'm not going to lie to you. There's, there's a Hibs, the Hibs chain here for me. <laughs> um, four each, four each. Yeah. Three Hibs, two thousand three New Year. Um, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. The the goings on. Um, it wasn't just like oh you know one nil one all two one two all three two like it, it was in the last. 10 minutes of that game there was 4 goals sorry in the last 7 minutes of that game there was 4 goals so it was uh, 2 each 86 minutes Hibs go 3-2 up before you say that, well, see, bef- see when you look at that game written down so you've obviously got the score and the goal scorers ah. it makes no sense nothing nothing <laughs> no, it makes no sense whatsoever it, it doesn't apart from Mark Devries scoring a goal yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark Devries scoring a goal against Hibs shock yeah. Every other score on that 4-4 makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, so uh, the, the scoring was opened by uh, Derek Townsley um, running <laughs> running through the middle and uh, Stephen Presley making a mistake and him tapping mm. it in. Hibbs doubled the lead with Tam McManus. Hearts brought one back with Stephen Presley. Yeah, and it, it was a penalty, wasn't it? I, yeah. I, I don't remember Stephen Presley taking penalties. Well, he, he, he took penalties for years yeah, for Hearts uh, after Colin Cameron left right. and then he missed a couple and then Paul Hartley took 17 and scored all of them. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did Scotland never make it to a penalty shooter, by the way? Because we've been absolutely yeah. done in that respect. I, I know, unbelievable. And then uh, it was 3-2 to Hibs in 85-86 minutes. Craig James legendary mm. um, almost from Sunderland I believe he was for that season yeah he scored a, a good goal and then Hibs got a penalty in the 90th minute which Pat Lyon missed and Grant Grebner uh, slammed into the top corner and then in the 94th and 95th minutes Graham Weir scored to make it for each um, it was just as as a Hearts fan it was the most memorable draw that you could possibly think of it was it was ridiculous scenes I was 12 at the time um, and everyone else in my row had left when I was made it 4-2 but you'd uh, stayed to boo uh, but, well my dad always told me never leave a game early yeah. so we, we were staying there and Hibs were saying happy new year and all that kind of stuff and then Graham Weir shanked in the fourth and uh, I went and did a knee slide on concrete <laughs> and uh, gashed my knees wide open, uh, wide open and then I just remember saying happy new Weir back at Hibs fans very good could not believe what was happening but yeah no it was, it was ridiculous scenes yeah. Hibs offending in that is in those last two or three goals in fact yeah, is, is that, unbelievable yeah, it's they seem to be kicking it towards their own goal more than they're kicking it away from it the was, goal it was I, my, my favourite part of it is, is when it was 4-3 and uh, Hibs took kick off yeah. and they launched it up the pitch and Mixu Patalainen could have just left it yeah. I think it was Rod McKenzie who was in goals uh, but he didn't he just fucking body slammed him and gave Hearts a free kick which we then pumped up the park yeah. and scored from um, but yeah that's got to be one of the daftest fouls I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, and also just one of my favourite parts of that is there's a massive bin bag floating about the pit <laughs> during all of this just a huge bin bag massive like industrial sized bin bag floating about in uh, the bitterly cold New is it more game. memorable than Craig James <laughs> it's the only thing he ever did, uh, probably in his life. 
The bin bag or the Craig James? <laughs> Both. Fair enough. Maybe he was the bin bag. Every chance. Andy, what have you got? Yeah, I went for a late draw as well. Uh, one of the ones I've gone for was uh, the Firmament 2, Wraith 2. The season that we were both challenging for the um, title in the championship and then the firm financially doped and got, into, <laughs> got promoted. I mean, I, allegedly. I do, no, well, what they did was they just bought players that they then couldn't really afford to... Uh, was that not on the basis that when they got promoted, their gates would go up to 5,000? Yeah, right. They were going to gain an extra 1,000 people by solely playing in the top yeah, flight? Yeah, more or less, I think, yeah. Magic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we kind of get done in that. But that, this is when we were... Um, Still well in it, and um, the film. I don't think it, I don't know, it's certainly not lost. I don't know if they dropped a point actually uh, before this game, but um, the film had gone 2 0 up and we're pretty much in control from what I remember of it. And then Neil McGregor gets sent off for um, scything down one of the Rovers players with about 15 minutes left. And then you think, well, you've got a wee chance, like we've not really been in it, but we've got a chance. Um, I think Graham Weir was involved in this game as well. I remember no, like, was. Yeah, <laughs> um. Once you've got a tight, you've got a tight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then Ian Williamson scored. Uh, the as goalkeeper kind of should have held on to the ball, and he didn't, and he kind of got kicked out his hand. And um, <laughs> kind of kicked out. Yeah, hand. I know. I kind of I, I remember it being a bigger mistake by, by um, the defending keeper. But looking back at that, I rewatched it last night, and it looked like it wasn't so much of a fault anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Blame him anyway, and then uh, Alan Walker scores this looping header. I mean, it's, it's one of those. It's one of the only goals I've ever watched where it seemed to happen in slow motion, right from the off. Because it goes, the heads it kind of backwards almost, and it kind of goes so high in the air. You've got no real sense of where it's going because it's so high up, and then it just comes down almost perfectly, like floats over the goalkeeper into the corner of the net, and then it's in front of all the Rovers fans. I was in the. Uh, I was doing the programme so I was in the press box so I kind of saw it and just everyone got absolutely mental and it was one of those times when you're not in with your own fans you're like oh god that looks amazing I wish I was in there um, instead it was kind of fun because I was in with the Dunfermline fans and they yeah. were obviously gutted slash raging but, um, but yeah that was that was just so good there's something about a 90th minute draw which is it's, it is like a win like, the, yeah. like I've started watching American well American football mainly and American they just obviously don't understand draws and like how good draws can be yeah, and like yeah. they are like either wins or losses like they can you can get really boring draws that don't really suit anyone that's fine but but they can be just as good but like having to have a winner at the yeah. end of it you get that yeah. same emotion like either way yeah 100% magic uh, I've actually got two well, I'll, do, I'll do my first one and we'll go around again I've got another two I've got another two I've actually two um, I have from October 2009 uh, under the stewardship of Jim Gannon and the 20 minutes that that was uh, some laugh uh, St Mirren 3 Motherwell 3 um, where Motherwell were first half Motherwell in this run of form against St Mirren where essentially every time we played them and it mattered they absolutely battled us like it just it just kept beating us every time we, we played them to uh, make it in the top 6 and they dipped his Andy Dorman every time. Is that the Dorman screamer at Far Park? And stuff every time Andy yeah. Dorman touched the ball against us, it went in the top bin. Yeah, I have no, I, I don't even know beyond beyond putting it in the top bin against us right on a right what felt like a weekly basis. I don't think I, I don't remember ever doing anything for anyone else. But he's just like cult hero status. This man richly deserved because of the things that he did. But he just relentlessly scored goals against us, and this was another one of those occasions. So it was a kind of. Misty wet day in Paisley. I got my free beans, and my hot food, so things were looking up. Yeah. First half was fairly balanced, but still, uh, Hugh Murray managed to score, so we went a goal down. Forbes equalised a penalty, and then in the second half, Dorman scored just after just before an hour, and Murray scored on seventy-two. And at this point, it's three-one down. Gannon ball was an interesting <laughs> way of playing football. Generally, there was a lot of pressure put on a lot of players that didn't really respond all that well to it we kept making just daft mistakes um, and folk were starting to go a bit mental because it was really good model of support and then Lucas Jukovic who'd played sort of half a dozen games with that point I think he scored one kind of really announced himself to the Motherwell fans and just started ragdolling St Mirren defenders he's just a big unit of a boy he just started throwing his body around and was like actually I'm much bigger and stronger than all of you so just get the fuck out of my way 
um, and scored like directly in front. If you look back at the highlights of it, all you can see is my big stupid red jumper. It's like this bright, like bright red hoodie. Um, it's like the biggest human being in the world, just sitting in the crowd, just got absolutely mental. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyable. You could be sort of fighting his way through people and then should have won it in the end. Um, but again, having been 3 1 down to come back to 3 each, I was absolutely delighted on the trade home. It was very good fun. Excellent. Good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck the trend here and not go for a hearts draw this time. Uh, I was thinking about this one. Aberdeen 4, Celtic 4. Um, almost exactly eight years ago, 2010, February yep. 2010, yep. Um, in which Stephen McLean scored two goals after Motherwell went 4 2 down. Uh, the second of which was in the 89th minute yep. uh, deep wise and it's just the scenes mm, the yeah. scenes you love to see the fact that Stephen McLean not as angry back then as he is now <laughs> um, so, what happened to him between <laughs> leaving Aberdeen and arriving at St Johnston I think his dad kept telling him he was shite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Stephen, Stephen I, I see you're shite Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen I, I see you didn't score for Sheffield Wednesday today it'll be because you're shite right? that's what I mean. um, but basically, right, one of my favourite things about this game is the quick succession in which goals are scored. Yeah. So uh, Kamara makes a one 0 Celtic after three mm-hmm. minutes. Peyton equalises after nine minutes, and then you've got uh, Fortuny scored thirty six. Darren Mackey scored thirty seven. And then some list of bad bad footballs. Aye, and then Robbie Keane scored uh, to make it three two. Nathan McGeady scored like five minutes later. Yeah. Uh, one minute after that, <laughs> Stephen McQueen scored his penalty, and then obviously there's a, a, a wee sort of gap. Um, further forward until his 89 equaliser but no it's just I think that Celtic team that had Fortuny and Kamara and Robbie Keane mm. and all that kind of stuff I fucking hated them I really <laughs> I don't know what it was I really didn't like them they had like Darren O'Day playing at the back quite consistently you say that um, but he I was also what? sent off in that game um, and, and yeah it, it was just Aberdeen weren't at their weren't at their pomp at that time mm. um, you know it, it was post sort of uh, Bayern Munich and um, all that kind of stuff they, they'd gone into a, a minor slump um, and yeah it was just, just such a, a huge game I remember at the time watching it and it was fucking great I know you're saying that you dislike that Celtic team at the time but what I give for that Celtic team now <laughs> <laughs> so aye, let, let's, let's go through the Celtic team that played that mm-hmm. game actually so you've got uh, Boric Edson Braithwaite oh, um, he, gave, he gave away the Penalty wasn't it? It was a mental handball. Yeah, ridiculous yeah, handball. Like, yeah, as yeah. the ball's on the way out the box, yeah, he just and he, he, he it away. Yeah. It. Um, who, which Thompson's that? Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron O'Day, Liam Caddis, uh, Nguemo, Scott Brown, Aidan McGeady, Robbie Keane, replaced by uh, Josh Samaras, um, Mark Antoine Fortuny, replaced by Rasmussen. <laughs> The Danish Duncan Ferguson uh, and Kamara as well. Um, where, where would that Celtic team finish in today's league? Would they, they, would they the even be top two? Who's the manager? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think that's important. Um, and the Aberdeen team is exactly what you'd expect from Aberdeen team at that time. Darren Mackey, Stephen McLean, Sonia Luko, Mark Kerr, Xander Diamond, Ricky Foster. Sorry, Richard mm. Foster. Um, Charlie Mulgrew, all, all those guys. Mm. Um, but yeah, just again, the, the, the scenes of I mean, like a one-each draw at the last minute equaliser was great, but when there's eight goals in a game and the equaliser comes in the last minute, that's just... I think the best draws are the ones where you've been at least two goals down. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, that, that's got to be the, the, the signing point of I can already this tell, is good. I yeah. can already tell what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't find what we're saying. Yes, this is... Either my second or my first, depending on whether we have to edit out that comment I made about confirming <laughs> earlier on. Um, <laughs> mine was uh, so there was actually any goals in this game. It was Barcelona nil, Celtic nil, and it was one of those games. Yes, it is definitely one of those games that I absolutely vividly remember as a nil nil draw. There's not that many of them, but there was obviously the, all the story around David Marshall, John K- Kennedy was uh, playing that game as well, but. I, I went back and watched it and I, I, I kind of thought it would maybe been built up in terms of his performance. I remember at the time watching it and thinking he'd had a, a really good game. And well, I mean, to think about it now, what an incredible yeah. result it is over two legs to a team of Ronaldinho. It wasn't maybe the best Barcelona team ever, but a team of Ronaldinho still, doesn't still score blasting. a single goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe it's kind of been built up a wee bit too much. And actually, if you go back to it, maybe a lot of these are kind of like daisy cutters that he, he picks up. But to be honest, he makes like three or four really, really good saves. There's one right at the start of the game where somebody breaks through and 
he could easily give him a penalty. He said he kind of manages to, he's, the striker's sort of around him and he reaches out and manages to kind of effortlessly push the ball yeah, away. Yeah. And then he makes a couple of really great saves later on, um, which you wouldn't know much about. And it, it was like a great, great it's performance. It's one of the point blank ones that really sticks in my memory yeah. as well. He just filed over the bar yeah. as well. Yeah. I'm sure there was, there was a shot, um, I'm not sure if this was at New Camp or at Parkhead, but it was behind him. Yeah. And he, he reached back yeah. and sort of clawed it out. And I yeah. It, was, it was seriously impressive. Far more than... Because I remember watching the game, but more than that, I remember that reporting Scotland basically had a story from the next, for the next like, three days, essentially, this is David Marshall's life up until this yeah. point. There was like them standing in his playground. This is where he used to play in goals. <laughs> and it's like a, a shoddily painted uh, goal on the wall. Like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely rock solid. Yeah, yeah that's my, my overwhelming memory of that is just the news built or the news stories mm. afterwards. Just try to find out anyone that had any contact with David Marshall before <laughs> yeah. he played the game. Yeah. Like, so tell us about that. What was that like? <laughs> yeah, it was me. Yeah, cool. Um, I have uh, Robert. Do I guess what it is? Uh, so this will be 2011. Yep. Uh, Motherwell travelled to Tynecastle Park. Uh, <laughs> And Hearts went 3-0 up thanks to um, a right back from the time score on the penalty. Correct. Yep. Missed, 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 one at the, missed one at the weekend. Yep, yep. That, that right back. And Ryan Stevenson scored twice. Uh, Rudy Scatchel and Ryan, Ryan Stevenson. Stevenson. Stevenson had both posts in the second half. He did. And then super sexy John Sutton uh, decided to just annihilate Hearts in the second half yeah, alongside go. his very, very fast... Um, Frank Chris Humphrey. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was Motherwell, or Hearts 3, Motherwell 3. Bastard. Uh, Motherwell had just thumped St Johnston 3 nothing by half time to go to the Scottish Cup final and then didn't play again, essentially, <laughs> um, until the next season. That was essentially Motherwell's season, <laughs> Motherwell's season over at that point, with the exception of I think we drew with Kilmarnock um, before the end of the season. But we were in the top six, lost three, or lost three out of the five games, drew the other two, got humped. 5 nothing off Rangers, 4 nothing off Dundee United and 3 nothing off Celtic. Um, Travelled to Timecastle, first game of the split. Buzzing after, we've got the Scottish Cup final, this is great, this is brilliant. And then as Robert says, well, 3 nothing down uh, after 52 minutes. Um, I was with a couple of folk um, and one of them was like, I'm going to have a, we'll go back to the pub. Like, we'll just go to the pub. Like, by this point, Scott, we've got the Scottish Cup final. Don't care. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Absolutely fine. He's like, I'll go for a slash and come back. By the time he got back from Stevenson having a slash, or having a slash after Stevenson's goal, um, Motherwell had scored one. Uh, all right, fine. Um, and Chris Humphrey essentially retired Edgar Johnson from Scott. Yeah, Scottish football. Him. yeah. Aye. Essentially retired him from Scottish football. That he, mel- he melted him. Yeah. Scott Sutton scored the same goal twice um, by Humphrey just running at Johnson and. Much like Hasty did with Berra at the yeah. weekend as well, just Johnson had no mm. idea, like, what the fuck did I do with you? I have no clue. Um, my favourite thing about that is that uh, Morris Ross was on the overlap for those as well, because <laughs> he came on in the second half. <laughs> Utterly, uh, very bizarre. It was Haley's ball in for the third, wasn't it? Yeah. Haley got, Haley got the second win. Um, it was a rare occasion as well, as it had uh, Tom Haley playing in central midfield and playing well. Yeah. Um, Keith Lasley did a power run that day which was in no way related <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah Motherwell scored three goals in 40 minutes and somehow came back from 3 nothing down and again from memory should have won it there was a couple of good chances for Motherwell at the end but again they're not going to play because it was a draw and it was three yeah. so it was great so yeah thoroughly enjoyable but there's something different about those games the one, rather than the ones that kind of go backwards and forwards yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you can almost visibly see momentum shifting in some of these games and it's, I love kind of watching it when yeah. like one team's been totally dominant and then just one wee thing happens and then it just totally changes and the other team can't do it the other team that was dominant for like 50 or 60 minutes suddenly can't do a thing they can't get out of their own half yeah. they can't pass the ball I, they can't I, shoot I remember it so I arrived at that game after about 35 minutes because uh, I was Absolutely, Stephen and Hayden. I'm actually getting to Tynecastle without a season ticket or any ticket. I just went into the gate. I was like, I sat in there. He was like, "All right, cool." I think that's changed now. Um, And yeah, I I just remember Motherwell scored their first, um, and Edgar Johnson was dazed. I think he was genuinely just looking at the sky at this point, hoping to be raptured. Um, 
And from that moment on, Hearts just completely collapsed. Ryan Stevenson, actually, for the full night, he was superb. Yeah. He was he'd sometimes had games where he just, mm-hmm. you know, he went through the, the wee star in Mario Kart and just ran through folk <laughs> for 90 minutes. He had one of those games, but he was the only one uh, after Motherwell got the first it was, it was and, and it was, you're, you're right, it's that momentum shift mm. where Motherwell just looked every time they went forward, you're like, that's a goal, yeah. and it was. You know, that's a goal. Aye, that's, okay, <laughs> right, up the road now. Uh, here are the dogs. I think I'd, I remember it being a really weird game because despite being three down, we're still very much like at no point the mother all looked terrible in the game. Just didn't, didn't panic, probably because they didn't care because they were going to the Scottish Cup. I mean, if it, at some point they'd actually started to panic in those final six games of the season, then that would have been nice. But yeah, yeah, good. Thanks for that. Great. <laughs> Any more? Uh, I, I just had, I mean, I, I don't actually remember ever seeing any of these games actually, but just all those draws that Rangers had in Division 3. <laughs> like, uh, like yeah, it's amazing how many they had. They, they drew, the first opening game of the season with Peter yeah. Head, when they only scored in the 90th minute to get any, uh, a point. But they also drew with Berwick, Annan, Elgin, twice against Montrose and Stirling. Like, that is some record. I like it's alright because the boys, the boys were all doing piggybacks and <laughs> 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 they were getting hotels down the night before. Uh, <laughs> you remember, like, staying in Aaron's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remember, like the season after that, they went undefeated in, yeah. in League Two. Uh, yeah. In League One, so they just didn't lose a game. Unbelievable, Aye. sensational <laughs> stuff. That was good. So we hope you enjoyed our, our, our favourite draws. Um, so. As it's a Thursday part of pod, we're, of course, we're inevitably doing Do Me A Solid because it's the best section on the tennis podcast, and of course, yeah, yeah. magic. Best section on any podcast. Pretty much, yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, only listen to this one, so what? <laughs> <right now. laughs> okay, doke. So, somebody is trying to get people in abroad to do your job. Who do you get to turn, who do you turn to to calm things down? John Hughes. Why do you get John Hughes to calm things down? John right? Hughes. So, I reckon he... He can be the sort of he can be the saviour to Scottish referees, just because he'll go in and he'll say they're good honest Scottish laddies, and then yes, I feel about. Do you know what, John? You're absolutely right. Do you want the Scotland job, <laughs> um, and that'll be it. So I reckon his his passion towards good honest Scottish laddies is going to be enough so to, he, to really calm things down and just sort of convince the nation that because these referees are good honest Scottish laddies I think you could go a step further with this so rather than just convincing people that they're good honest Scottish laddies <laughs> John Hughes actually runs training sessions for all the players on how to become good honest Scottish laddies at which yeah. point there will be no more refereeing controversy yeah. because there will be no cheating there will be no, no diving yeah. there will be no snide kicks absolutely not, not because John everyone team. not a John Hughes team yeah. will, everyone will be a good honest Scottish laddie Aye, and Darren Barrow will be the captain of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> the goodest, most honest, Scottishest lad. You got cap. What? You got cap. Ah, a B team cap. Still. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was good for four months. <laughs> Andy, uh, who am I going to go for? Um, yeah, I, I think you won. I'm, I'm going to go for Craig Brown. Uh, I was just trying to think of somebody calm who doesn't even Craig Brown never really got angry like he, he wasn't somebody he, even when he got angry he never actually seemed really that he was that angry like I just can't imagine Craig Brown ever raging about anything he's the sort so, of guy that says the word piffle instead of shrink <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> I know so I think if you're wanting to calm things down you need somebody with a calm head and that's who I'm going to I've got I've got along the same sort of lines and I've picked the least flustered man in Scottish football with David Turnbull because he's never <laughs> he's, he's been playing all season and not once has he been put under the slightest bit of pressure by any footballer yeah. um, so I think he's a perfect man to convince everybody he, all he needs to do is, is, is transfer that, that calmness onto the referees yeah. as well and they will also not be put under pressure by anybody ever so magic great great you need to work on a conspiracy contingency plan in case overseas referees make the same mistakes as current ones. Who do you call and what plan do they come up with, Andy? Uh, okay, for this one, um, 
Uh, I don't know actually. I've I've kind of I've changed my mind on this. I'm going to go Mark McGee, and I'm just going to wing this because I don't really understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I'm answering this whole I've written it down. I don't get it. I've written it down with complete confidence. Right, I'm very confident in the answer, even though I don't. I don't understand it. I'm going to dive straight in here and say Vladimir Romanov. Oh, excellent. Because yeah, if, we, if we need someone to come up with uh, conspiracy contingencies. Aye. Then what we'll have is what we can do is get him to open up his hyperlink tunnel yeah. back to the Eastern Europe, which yeah. popped up somewhere yeah. in Gorgie. And what we'll do is we'll just keep firing bodies through it, oh, so that we can keep coming up with new conspiracies. Great. I think I, I, I did actually consider Romanov just because he's fucking mad, and he's got a submarine. It did. Uh, it's pro- <laughs> probably decommissioned. <laughs> it's possibly where he lives. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. <laughs> like, like that boy that was on the A9 living in the back of his motor for like six months, Romanov's just parked up his submarine something and was living in it. <laughs> Underwater. <laughs> that's why nobody can find it. That's why, you, that's why you avoid paying tax. Don't be on land. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I've gone for uh, Ian Cathro. Uh-huh. So I reckon Ian Castle obviously is a very is a deep thinker, and when it comes to coming up with conspiracy, mm-hmm. you know, contingency plans, I reckon he can think about it and he can sort of go right, okay. Uh-huh. So that, this is what we'll do, guys, and he'll be absolutely fantastic in his first press conference <laughs> where he speaks about his contingency plan, and then thereafter he'll make such a bumbling arse of himself that people will forget. About the referees, there was a contingency, and yeah. they'll laugh at him relentlessly for months until he eventually leaves. And people essentially forgot hearts were a thing. They just went, ah, Cathro. Mm. Cathro's hearts is what they were called. So I reckon he's he's the best fall guy mm. to have in this situation whereby you can just pin the blame on him. And it's like, you know, Ian, don't you think it's, it's awful what's happening with these, these referees? What's difficult? There is a problem. It's, it's fine. It's Rob, okay. there, there is a problem with this. I because as you know, the Terrace podcast are all Cathro guys, so we can't take the piss at all. <coughs> Cathro dudes. Cathro dudes. Yeah. Cathro dudes. Cathro dudes. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> a former senior figure in the game needs to piss off who's the best to tell him to piss off <laughs> I'll take this one uh, I've written down honestly anyone take your pick <laughs> fucking anyone uh, and I stand by that yeah. it could be literally anyone who could tell this former senior figure mm. um, to, to just to just fuck off um, and it could it could be anyone I've actually got I've got a, I've got a different route and I've gone for the Green Brigade <laughs> So really, okay. what I want out of this is I want a bit of ceremony and somebody telling somebody to fuck off. Right, okay. So what I'm thinking is a cocktail from all the way through the East End <laughs> to Parkhead. And do you remember when, when the Rangers Unpleasantness was going on? They had those big banners. Yeah. Just a big banner mm. that says, fuck off, Roger Mitchell. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about. All right. That's what he I don't even know what he's been saying because he blocked me. Um, I can't even remember why he blocked me, to be honest with you. Um, Smashing. I want a bit of pageantry and mm. tell somebody to fuck off. So. No, that's good. That's good. Aye, I like that. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah, Scott Brown, he's that, isn't he? Like, he just doesn't care about... Fuck off. Yeah, I, I know. No one would give it in a more withering way than Scott yeah, Brown. And then he'll stamp on him and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Your, your team is slowly being dismantled in the transfer market. Who do you bring in to convince those pursuing your players it isn't worth it? Yeah, Chris Boyd. Because, I mean, if we're talking about going outside of Scotland here, like Chris Boyd, not a great success down south, and his main success in America was what, advertising mattresses? Mattresses. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> Portland mattresses. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, if anyone's going to convince them that a uh, life abroad is only going to bring terrible uh, misery, misery. Um, no appearances down south in England and only sort of embarrassing adverts anywhere else in the world than Chris Boyd, your man. Good. Uh, I've gone for anyone that's been on open goal um, and they just so that they can come in and then just bring in a, a new regime of picking on young players, handing out brooms and then chasing folk about in their pants because that's what everybody wants at a football club because mm. that's how it used to be. Good. Smash I've gone for a tag team of Neil Lennon and Craig Levine. Because um, I'll just tell everyone that the players are actually shite and you might as well just stay. <laughs> I honestly, I am so like of all like of all the things that have happened this year in Scottish football, it's been a good season, it's been fun, it's been interesting. The thing that I'm gonna miss most of this season is Neil Lennon and Craig Levine. Yeah. By miles and miles because 
I don't know a huge amount about Paul Heckingbottom, but I would imagine Craig Levine is going to pick him apart just by picking on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure he'll know quite how that works and how that works yeah, as, uh, how to react. He's not going to be the same wavelength, is he? To, or alternatively, will be not just stop it. Yeah. At which point, it doesn't become. It, it removes We're all losers. Yeah, we're point, all losers yeah. in that sense. So, Levine won't stop it now. <laughs> he, he won't care. He hates hips. He doesn't. He doesn't care about who's in charge. But it, like, with he's the biggest hearts man of all time. <laughs> it doesn't win things. Uh, but, <laughs> but with Lennon that it was fun because you, you tell the two of them had a, a back and forth and they got on they, they respected each other and knew each other well enough to say oh, I can go this far and that's the line and mm-hmm. it's a real loss yeah, Levine, Levine said that he was actually he was he was either going to get in contact or had already got in contact with Lennon to go for a pint uh, so, aye, aye, but that's the thing. Like, imagine ah, that I would be fun, man. That would be so good. I love to go for a pint. I know. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. I know. Uh, but yeah, no, my reason for that is, is they will just tell everyone that the players are pish. I mean, yes. Yeah. Fine. Or they tell the players themselves, you're rubbish. Yeah. You're both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, um, on our last two minutes solid <laughs> and the end of the show, we've got Scottish football twelve is becoming an increasingly tiresome place. Who from Scottish football do you get to help you start up a new online format free from roasters? Um, the social media team at Motherwell FC. Good. Andy? <laughs> I, uh, I'm actually using something they've already used and using the stereotype. It's Ian Cathro. Uh, he probably created his own blog slash forum after uh, getting hounded at heart. So uh, just really, all he would do is just post himself about how everyone else is horrible and that he deserved another chance. So uh, I'm going to go with Catherine. He knows, he knows how to create a website probably and use Squarespace. His first job was probably in charge of Bebo and that's nice. how it went to Nice, nice space. <laughs> I have gone for Craig Anderson. I do. have Craig Anderson there. So anybody, if you, you start a new platform, I imagine that that's got to be a doddle. It's, just, yep. it's not starting the platform; it's a difficult bit. It's the stopping the roasters. So just have Craig Anderson as a gatekeeper, mm-hmm. and if you offer him a shit opinion, as he does, he'll clamp it, and then you're off. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Magic. Fair play. So again, thanks very much for listening. Um, again, apologies for the complete lack of any actual football analysis. Um, it's. I make zero apologies. No, I'm not actually sorry either. Um, <laughs> so we're, 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 off, we're, off the, we're off to record the Patreon now where we will do a, 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 a bit of football analysis about the week's, the week's Scottish Cup replays. Uh, so you can sign up for that at patreon.com slash terracepodcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming in, Robert. No problem, thank you. Thank you very much for coming in, Andy. Thank you. I said coming in. I'm coming in, it's my house. My house. house. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Graham. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.